my lonely prison wall I heard a young girl calling Michael they have taken you away for you stole Trevelyan's corn so the young might see the morn now a prison ship lies waiting in the bay Glow The small free birds fly Our love was on the wing We had dreams and songs to sing It's so lonely round the fields of Athenrhyme By a lonely prison wall I heard a young man calling Nothing matters, Mary, when you're free Against the famine and the crown I rebel, they cut me down Now you must raise our child
so lonely round the fields of Athenry. Uh, very good morning, folks. You're very welcome to Keologus Crack. Ken and Mark back in studio together. Good to see you, wow, pal. it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a week while, all right, yeah. Wow. Back this time last week, I was on a plane coming back from Ireland. Good old Lair Lingus was taking me back here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, listen, we wanted to uh, send that song out. Uh, Cormac and Monaghan are good. Uh, Cormac Monaghan and Michael Monaghan are two good friends. Uh, lost their father this week to cancer. Michael Monaghan was 82 years young, and he was formerly of Esker, Athenry, County Galway. And uh, he passed away peacefully with uh, with his family around him. And we uh, we just want to send our condolences out to uh, to Cormac and Michael and uh, Gareth, their brother, who lives over in Ireland, and Cathy, their sister, as well. And of course, all the respective families. Absolutely, yeah. And I know that um, the entire Irish community would be behind us with uh, with those well wishes. And um, yes, obviously, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, to the lads. And uh, we look forward to celebrating um, his dad's life, with their dad's life. Lovely man. I had back. the pleasure of yeah, uh, yeah. having Michael and uh, Rita, his uh, his wife, who passed yeah. away a few years ago as well, out at our house and uh, singing songs and doing a bit of poetry. He's uh, He was a good man for entertaining. So yeah. uh, <laughs> lovely, uh, lovely people. And... Uh, well, uh, they'll be sorely missed. You can sure. see where the boys got it from. Yes, they indeed. Did, they did indeed. Lick it off yeah. the side of the road. Huh? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Good stuff. All right then. Well, um, we have a couple of callers in today, and this is a big day for big day for uh, for 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 Irish people in general. Kenny, it is this weekend is massive now. A hundred years of our independence, yes. and uh, lots going on, of course, over there and uh, and around this country too. I know there's lots of yeah. different events happening, and. Uh, we have a, a young lad from Montreal coming on the show today. We do indeed, yeah. Paul Quinn, um, he got tied up last week, so Paul is going to call in and tell us about he was the uh, 2016 um, Grand Marshal up at the Montreal Parade. And in hindsight, it's actually better that he calls today because he can tell us how the event was last week. Um, so it's great. And of course, um, Quinn family are very well known around the town. So Of course there are. There are people yes. listening in. And we also have, uh, there's going to be a documentary tomorrow on the Sunday edition on CBC Radio 1. Michael Enright uh, did a uh, did a documentary there and we will have uh, Michael on the show uh, a little bit later on to talk about that documentary that will air tomorrow morning um, on CBC Radio. Good stuff, yeah. One of your celebrations going on up in Dublin today. Commemorations and celebrations, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's and lots of debates. I I uh, watched a good one on prime time there on the RTE player uh, yesterday. Had uh, spent a bit of time watching that. So those debates on on the uh, the whole hundred years and and the the rebel movement. So uh, whether it was right or wrong, and what kind of a country it might have been yeah, without it. Yeah. So anyway, very uh, very entertaining. There's also a great piece. On the player, where it uh, has every county has a link to the rising, right. and there's a little one-minute clip from every county, and it's uh, it's very good. It's very yeah, nice. You almost good. wish that it was a wee bit longer, actually, but uh, <laughs> but it is. It's great. In, and of course, Leash. The first shot was fired. First shot in was your fired. County, huh? 
But uh, we'd be more peaceful like it. We didn't shoot it at somebody. Wasn't that the fella, the railway fella, just to give him a warning, wasn't it? <laughs> it was to give him a warning, yeah. I think it was more the sound yeah, as, yeah, as, opposed, exactly. as opposed to, to uh, incur an injury. But um, yes, first shots were fired in leash, yeah. Interesting indeed. Yeah, I sure yeah, they were trying to stall the trains all over the place, right? There was some yes, great, that's great right. stories around the place. Yeah. There was a there was one in uh, in they were trying to stop it in Mead. Sure, they were trying to choke off the city from that's all that's right, the, yeah, the lads coming from up. the but troops I, coming in. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've learned so much about 1916 that I didn't know over the last over the run up to this. So I'm sure I'm, I'm no different than everybody else. Is that just this this uh, the history, the the number of stories that have survived um, that have survived over the last hundred years? Just incredible. It um, certainly so, is. Yeah. yeah. And lots of uh, civilian life that was lost. Yeah. Uh, the, the numbers were far outweighed any of those that were actually yeah. battling in yeah. it. But, I mean, of course, that's the casualties of yeah. Yeah. of war, unfortunately. But uh, some, yeah, some amazing stories coming out of it all. And uh, I've been particularly following as well the association of uh, of the GAA with 1916 as well. And, um, and, and just, you know, how, uh, how the, you know, some, something like 20% of the... Um, Twenty percent of the the folks that were involved in the in the Easter Rising were members of the GA as well. So yeah, so the GA had a very heavy association. Sure, but uh, yeah, yeah, yes, with, of with course. The rising, of course, definitely. Collins himself was an avid GA man. And yes, I have a picture of him throwing the ball in in Croke Park at my uh, at home now. I think I might have get to get that framed. Go, it's framed already. Oh, I think I might need to just give it to somebody and have it hanging in a pub. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it belongs where more people can see it. Lovely stuff. Yeah, anyway. oh, great stuff. I won't even auction it, Kenny. That's no. kind of lad I am. Oh uh, yeah. That and um, if I could also get my hands on Joe Dolan's hip, <laughs> I could, I could, I could bundle the yes, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Some public in I, the town would be thrilled to have. I think your dancing moves could use Joe Dolan's hip. <laughs> I think that's what it could be. Good win for Ireland yesterday, one nothing over the Swiss. Yeah, not yeah. a hugely entertaining game as <laughs> most of these friendlies are, but uh, <laughs> good to see some uh, young blood coming uh, in through the team. And uh, Shane Duffy, who played in central defence with uh, Clark, got the assist on the goal. Yeah. and uh, he's a big, tall fella and played quite well. He plays for Blackburn in the uh, over there in England. So uh, good to see, as I say, some some new uh, new faces in the team. And uh, a good win over uh, the Swiss, who were twelfth in the world, seventeen spots above Ireland. So uh, yeah, they've come on bad. now. The yeah, last, they have. Uh, twelve years, that's for sure. They've so always been a bit win. of an Achilles' heel to to the Irish. I remember been at a, a World Cup qualifier actually against the Swiss before, and uh, yeah, yeah, they were always doing damage to yes, us. Yes, they were. They were. Yeah. Ulster lost to Glasgow in the rugby, twenty-seven seventeen yesterday, and Munster. Uh, clobbered zebra forty-seven nothing, and your man Simon Zebo yes created a bit of history with a brace yesterday. A brace, a brace he had yesterday, and he's become the uh, the highest um, try scorer yeah. for Munster now. And he's, he's two past Anthony Horgan now at forty-three tries for yeah. uh, for Munster, and then uh, my lads in Connacht go against your Leinster boys today. Yeah, I think that'll all be Leinster today. Now you think so? I do. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have a wee bet on that. We then. might. Yeah, we might. Switching from that kind of a ball to the little tiny one, uh, McElroy. Yes, in the golf. What's yeah. the story there now? You're, you're following it here on online. Is he still all square? He's all square after 11 holes with Zach Johnson. Yeah, and uh, the rest of our lads are out. Lowry was knocked out. McDowell is gone. Harrington wasn't even in it. But um, yeah, so he's our last hope. The last hope. You the see that 68 hope. foot putt he made I did, yesterday. Yeah. My Lord brilliant. Almighty. 
You might have been on the receiving end of it. Ah, uh, wouldn't you be sick? <laughs> That's the way I feel every time I play against you. There's all, I can never count you out. <laughs> We're making stuff from all over the place. Oh, sure, we'll talk about GA through the show as we well. Will we will indeed, yeah. yeah. And uh, just one last wee thing on the sports side. Yeah. Uh, Rob Heffernan, fair play to him. He's uh-huh. the fastest man on two feet walking in Ireland from County Cork. Finally got his bronze Olympic medal. And the uh, the show before us now. I wonder did they talk about that at all? There was a Russian. <laughs> there was a Russian lad caught doping anyway, and uh, Rob gets his Olympic medal from London, so he's thrilled. So we fair play asked, to him. We should have asked him. About we that, should. Yeah. yeah, maybe next week we can have a debate about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, um, we uh, we should mention too that um, we had word from. Uh, Rory yeah. uh, this week and uh, Rory uh, wanted us to announce of course that um, Peggy Delaney one of mm-hmm. our great pals yeah. all together and uh, a great woman around this city uh, there'll be a mass uh, celebrating uh, Peggy's uh, memories Yes, and uh, it's the 6th anniversary it's hard to believe wow. and it'll be at uh, St. Basil's Church and that's just off Bay Street between Bloor and Wellesley and that's going to be on Tuesday April the 5th at 12.10pm and so we're going to actually uh, Rory was kind enough to, uh, to send us a, uh, a track and we're going, to, uh, we're going to play that of Peggy singing Galway Bay and uh, this, is, uh, this is lovely she's accompanied by Paul Noonan and uh, Rory produced this and Paul did his magic with, uh, with Peggy singing Lovely. If ever I go back again to Ireland, it may be at the closing of my days, just to see again the moonlights of a cloud and watch the sun go down on Galway Bay. Just to see again the ripple on the trout stream The women in the meadows making hay And to sit beside a turf fire in a cabin And watch the barefoot gossoons at their play Oh, the breeze that blows across the sea from Ireland is perfumed by the heather as it blows And the women in the uplands dig and praties Speak a language that the English do not know Now the English came and tried to teach us their way They scorned us for being what we are but they might as well go try and catch a moonbeam Or light a penny candle from a star And if there's going to be a life hereafter And somehow I know there's going to be I will ask my God to let me
All right, we're off to Ottawa to get the news from Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, lads. It's great to have you both back in the studio there. And uh, Desmond Devoy here, fellas, with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories out and making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Very tragic news when a dairy woman lost her entire family, almost her, her entire family, in one tragic accident. But a daring rescue by one man, which saved her infant daughter, has given her reason to go on living. On Sunday evening, an Audi Q7 slipped into Loch Swilly in Boncrana, County Donegal, drowning the baby's father, Sean McGrathy, 49, his two sons, Mark, 12, Evan, 8, and the boy's grandmother, Ruth Daniels, 59. The final victim was Daniels' daughter, Jodie Lee, aged 14. Footballer David Walsh, 28, out for a walk near the pee with his girlfriend, swam out to the car and rescued the four-month-old baby. Walsh said later in the week, as he choked back tears, that Sean handed him the baby through the car window, shouting, Take the child, help my child. Sean had to smash out the window from the inside, and Walsh said he could hear screaming. He believes he got a hold of Mark, but he, quote, just pulled away from me. I don't know how. Within seconds, the car filled up with water and sank. Though he's being hailed as a hero, Walsh said he was upset he could not have saved more people, as neither he nor the occupants could open the doors. It is alleged that the car slid on algae on the pier before crashing into the water. The baby, Rianoc Ann, was rushed to Letterkenny University Hospital, where she was treated before being reunited with her mother. It has since emerged that just before the family intended to return home to County Derry, that the baby's mother, Sean's partner, Louise Daniels, phoned. Young Evan promised his mother, as he sat watching what would be his final sunset, that he missed her, quote, so much, and that, quote, I'm going to give you the biggest, tightest hug you ever got when I see you again. Father Paddy O'Kane told the Belfast Telegraph that Louise was struggling, but that she was focusing on the baby. She said that is her sole reason for living right now, O'Kane said. There are no words of comfort that will help. It is not a time for pious platitudes. The five funerals were held together on Thursday afternoon at Holy Family Church in Ballymagraharty, County Derry. Well, this week in 1916, as the lads were mentioning, we are on the weekend where celebrations are beginning to commemorate the Easter 1916 rising. We'll have full news of the major events happening on Easter Sunday and Monday in next week's newscast. But 100 years ago this week, there were some early signs of violence. It was reported that uh, there was... There was conflict between Irish volunteers and British authorities. A crowd that had just seen off men from the Leinster Regiment at the train station bound for the front surrounded a premises in Tullamore County, Offaly, where the volunteers had gathered. A volunteer fired shots to disperse the crowd, alerting the Royal Irish Constabulary who demanded entry and went searching for weapons. A major fight broke out between 15 volunteers and 21 police officers, at which time shots were fired and volunteers defended themselves with hurley sticks. Nine young men were remanded in custody in connection with an alleged attempt to murder four officers. On March 22, 1916, their applications for bail were refused. The Irish Times reported on March 24, 1916, that an Irish delegation to London was scheduled to meet munitions minister David Lloyd George to make sure that Ireland got its fair share of munitions contracts. Interestingly, Lloyd George would later become prime minister at the time of negotiations for Ireland's independence. Irish parliamentary leader John Redmond introduced the delegation to the Welsh politician. The trip, the trip rather, proved worthwhile. Ireland got contracts for £126,000 sterling.
And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, slán go foil. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Good stuff. Getting re- getting getting used to some new technology here around the studio today. So let's test this now because I think waiting on the line here is uh, um, is is the man himself, and uh, we missed him last week. He got busy with all of his uh, all of his uh, responsibilities with the uh, with the St. Patrick's Day parade up in Montreal. But are you on the line this morning, Paul? I am indeed. Hello, Mark. Ah, uh, good morning, Paul. Quinn good. joins us. Uh, Paul, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack. And uh, listen, um, big congratulations, uh, Mr. Grand Marshal, there for the Montreal Parade 2016. I am told that you joined some pretty formidable folks uh, in that capacity. Tell me about that. Yes, uh, so it's, I'm uh, the official uh, 193rd Grand Marshal, so it's quite impressive. Uh, there's a lot of uh, ex-mayors, and uh, we have the ex-Prime uh, Minister Brian Mulroney, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm in good company. <laughs> good man yourself. How did the day go? Tell us a little bit about it. The day was magic. It was unbelievable. The weather was great. It was nice and sunny. We had two degrees. Um, we had uh, the ambassador, Ray Bassett, his lovely wife, Patricia, came in, Tom Mulcahy, Mulclair. We had uh, our mayor here, Dinny Coudere, who's a bit of a celebrity mayor. Sid Ryan came in, the uh, Grand Marshal from Toronto. We had lots and lots of the borough mayors. About four to 500,000 people showed up. We had, uh, we had over, uh, we had about 120, uh, we had uh, 120 groups. We had 26 floats. We had 20 marching bands. Uh, we had U.S. Customs. It was an incredible day. Wow. I'm told that Montreal is one of the largest parades in North America. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, Montreal is uh, Montreal, New York, Chicago. Uh, they're the big ones. Uh, obviously, Toronto is getting very, very big. There's also Boston is big, and there's a big one down in Savannah. So uh, there's like a global little tour of people. Uh, like we see a big influx of Americans who come in the week of uh, the parade, who do the global uh, kind of. They do Dublin. They kind of. They've done all the different cities. There was a few people in from Ireland who've done uh, Chicago, New York, Boston, Toronto here. So yeah, it's a very. It's a big. Uh, it's the biggest parade in Quebec. It's bigger than Canada Day. It's bigger than the Jean Baptiste. It's a great. Uh, it's a big, big celebration of. Uh, just the, the spring and fun and families. It's really good. Good stuff, Paul. It's Ken here. Congratulations again. And uh, I'm sure, listen, with the sunshine shining up there, 
Pat must have been looking down and beaming on you there, huh? <laughs> oh, I think the father would have loved us. It was a great honor for myself and the family. Dad would have, uh, I was definitely marching there with him. I think this weekend I'll have to, uh, I'm going to be cutting off the, uh, the, I'll be drinking out of the Grolsch non-alcoholic now for the month of April. <laughs> Fair so, uh, play to you, Paul. I can't believe yeah. the two of you are in cahoots here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Was, uh, that's why I didn't get, I, last week I was, uh, I was out the night before with Sid Ryan was the problem. He came in and we had a lot of the, uh, the Sinn Féin uh, city councillors from Dublin and I got carried away and then I had to march in Hudson the, 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 uh, I had to meet the mayor of Hudson and march out there so uh, I'm future I'm just going to be on the Grolsch and I'm alcoholic and then I'll be I won't miss any of the commitments Fair Good play man. to you Paul Fair Fair play. Yourself. How's things down at the embassy down there? It's great, doing very well, nice and busy. Now we're, uh, we, this is this kind of, well, the hockey's going to be a big disappointment, I suppose, yeah, for Toronto true. and for us here. But we'll have Grand Prix coming up the beginning of June, so and uh, it'll be all good, nice weather coming. Brilliant. Yeah. You might have to uh, harness Joe Reynolds down here. I'm not sure he's running the shop properly down here at Hall, Paul. I think Joe's doing a good. He's doing a great job there. So Joe has a. He's got all the counties coming in to watch the football and everything oh, in the he, embassy. So it's great. He's great. He's on the ball. Just so you know, I like clockwork. Every Saturday morning, I get a call from him to tell me what's going on. So um, uh, it's great. It's it's uh, it's the way it's supposed to work, pal. I love it, and that's why he did a great job. So thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Joe, for uh, arranging us and. Uh, I suppose we'll be up there soon, and we'll. I've actually got a nice celebration beer, so when I get into town next week, I will drop. Uh, I'll drop a few cases by your uh, your office. Good man, Good man, fair play to you. All right, Paul. Congra- Paul, thanks for calling in. Congratulations okay. once again. So, hi to all in Toronto, and uh, have a great week. Have a great Easter weekend, and uh, as well the uh, celebrations. Thanks, all the Paul. best. Take Happy care. Easter. Thanks, guys. Bye.
For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. 
All right, very good. Well, as mentioned off the top of the show, we have uh, another special guest on right now, and it's Michael Enright of CBC Radio 1. And Michael, of course, presents the Sunday edition on CBC, and we're very delighted to have him. He's just back from Dublin, and he's uh, called in from his home in Toronto here, and we're going to talk about the uh, documentary that Michael has done, The Triumph of Failure, Ireland 1916. Michael, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Good morning. Very good morning to you, and nice to meet you through radio here. Indeed. So I uh, had a chance to listen to your documentary yesterday. Susan uh, Mahoney, your producer, was kind enough to send me over a link, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm sure folks will enjoy it uh, tomorrow. It sounded like you had a great time, actually, doing this program. It was a wonderful time. It was a very busy time. We were only there uh, a week and we had lined up a series of interviews about two or three a day. So it was, uh, we were on the go all the time. Uh, didn't leave Dublin, but then why does anybody want to leave Dublin? <laughs> it's a terrific city. And we saw quite a lot of it. Our produ- my producer, Chris Swadsko, had, uh, had set everything up. So we simply had to walk around the city with our microphones and talk to people. Very good. I, I particularly liked your, your interview with uh, Senator Norris. Uh, you seem to have a good laugh with him there. Senator David Norris. Yeah. He is certainly uh, <laughs> a force of nature and one yes. of a kind. I've never, in 40, 50 years in journalism, I've never met a politician quite like him. He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. <laughs> and he, uh, he will say exactly what's on his mind at any, any moment. Aside from being an extraordinary politician, he's a senator, as you know, he's also a Joycean scholar of world renown. So I uh, spent about two hours with him, and it was an absolute delight. You uh, also visited plenty of the uh, the sites that, of course, 100 years ago were uh, so important to giving us our independence in Ireland. And uh, the GPO, of course, been been one of the main centers. I remember as a young fellow, my dad taking me up there and showing right. me the uh, the bullet holes and the yeah. pillars. Yeah. And uh, as you might know from being around Ireland, um, you know, there's lots of fellas that can spin stories. And when I was a young fellow, my dad was showing me that I was kind of thinking, yeah, right, you know, yeah. uh, bullet holes still left after a, after that long. But uh, you witnessed those yourself, uh, Michael. It was extraordinary. Um, the the history just jumps out at you as you uh, even as you stand outside the post office. Um, you can't help feeling drawn into the incredible story of what happened uh, on April the twenty fourth, nineteen sixteen. Um, you do see the bullet holes in the columns, and you visualize in your mind these the rebels inside and what they were trying to do and what they were going through. And then you can see in your head Patrick Pierce standing out in front uh, reading the proclamation, Irish men and Irish women. And then uh, Glasnevin Cemetery, where the rebels are buried, uh, an amazing place that was started by uh, Daniel O'Connell. Because Catholics, as you know, weren't allowed to have their own burial grounds. So he, he started Glasnevin, but he said it was a place for all faiths, for people of all faiths or none. But I think the most moving uh, venue for me was um, Kilmainham Jail, yeah. where the rebels were taken um, by the British and subsequently 
over a number of days were executed um, in, in an area of the prison called the Stonebreaking Yard, yes. where prisoners who were sentenced to hard labor had to go out and literally break the rocks. And um, over a period of weeks, one, two a day, uh, three the next day, four, the, uh, the rebels were executed by the English. And I think if, and you can correct me here, but I think if the British had not done that, in such a violent and brutal way after these staged uh, trials, um, people might have forgotten about the rising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It was yes, a, militarily, it was a it was a disaster. Yes, and might have just been a footnote if the English hadn't taken it upon themselves to to execute the rebels. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, look. The, the the might of the British Empire, right? And anybody yeah. who ever stepped up against them lost, quite frankly, right? And, right. and uh, this was really just a handful of, of folks when you when you put it in the in the grand scheme of things. And and I think you're absolutely right. If uh, if they hadn't done that and created martyrs out of them, then uh, it probably would have just slipped by as just another failed attempt, right? Well, the odd thing is that that when the when the shooting started on the Easter Monday, uh, there were only um, there weren't a, a huge number of British troops in in Dublin, and they had to send for reinforcements. And the troops were dispatched from England, and the soldiers thought they were going to France mm. for the war. And someone said, well, why the hell are we going to Ireland? Yes. What's going on in Ireland? Mm -hmm. And so they were shipped to Ireland, about 20,000 against a, a rebel army of about 1,200. Yeah. But they had no idea why why Ireland? They couldn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michael, let's mark here. I, I just a question about. Um, I'm interested in you know as Irish people, we kind of know what this represents. But what what was? Um, how would you kind of characterize the mood uh, in Ireland? Uh, the mood of the Irish people is it is it one of celebration? Is it is it anger? Is it reflection? Was did you get any senses to? You know what the what the mood is with respect to the to the rising. What what was your observation it, or interpretation of it? It's probably all of those things, Mark. Mm -hmm. um, it is commemorative. Uh, uh, it is you can't escape. Um, <coughs> pardon me. The bookstore windows are filled. Everyone talks about it. There is a debate still going on in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, whether it was whether the violence was necessary because. A lot of people say Ireland would have gotten home rule anyway mm -hmm. in a few years uh, if there hadn't been the uh, the rising. Everybody, every school in Ireland uh, last week, uh, they read the proclamation, the Patrick Pierce proclamation. Yeah. There are parades planned. Everything is uh, geared up. It's going to be the largest public ceremony in the country's history. And I think for young people for whom it might be a dim uh, event in the past, yeah. I think it's come alive for them. And it's their 4th of July. It's their Canada Day. Mm. I think they're... I won't, enthusiastic is not quite, quite the word, but certainly involved, uh, reflective about what went on and how they got to where they are today and where Ireland is going. I think this is a time where they look back but also look ahead. Right. Very good. 
Well said. Well said. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there last week and uh, I got that same sense. My uh, young right. nieces and nephews were uh, coming home with their own proclamations that they had to write. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, the, the country has really got behind us. And, uh, yeah, and absolutely. It, it absolutely. does bring some new meaning to, uh, to all the, the, those young people. Michael, we're really uh, delighted that you could join us this morning and we appreciate your, your time. Folks can listen in to your show every Sunday, right? The Sunday edition yeah. on CBC Radio 1. But tomorrow... Yeah, right after the nine o'clock news, they'll hear uh, they'll hear your uh, documentary. And uh, again, there were some wonderful interviews that you've done with uh, with lots of folks around uh, around Dublin, and uh, I enjoyed well, we it. Great, and I'm sure we had a great time. Yeah, just a great and time a, and a great title. Uh, I think it says it all: the triumph of failure. Yeah. Uh, it just it really is a great a great title for what Good. you're uh, what you're what you're discussing there. Well, I hope Good. so. Thank you, gentlemen. It's great to talk to you. A very Thank happy you very Easter. Much. Take happy care. Easter. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mark. As we gather in the chapel here in old Kilmaine Jail, I think about these past few weeks Oh, will they say we failed From our school days They have told us we must yearn for liberty Yet all I want in this dark place is to have you here with me Oh, Grace just told me
This May morn as I walk out My thoughts will be of you And I'll write some words upon the wall So everyone will know I loved so much that I could see His blood upon the road When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness Guinness. Very good. Here's the Guinness Community Calendar of Events and Irish Project Hope, folks. That's uh, still out there and we're still looking for donations. So please uh, make your donations to us at Irish Project Hope, Holy Rosary Parish. And that's at 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto, M5P1N4. And put it to the attention of our good pal, Ethna Heffernan. Click with the Celts and share some crack. Celtic Canada, coast to coast, the latest news covering all things Celtic. Keep the traditions alive in Canada. You can subscribe online to CelticCanada.com and you can like and share them at uh, their Facebook page, Celtic Canada, the number one. The inaugural issue, uh, Ellie is telling us, is a keeper for sure and it'll be out in mid-April. So if you want to get something in, please uh, contact uh, Eleanor Reynolds at 416-845-9900 or send her an email at info at CelticCanada.com. And the applications for the Toronto Rose 
2016 are still open and you can contact Shannon Ellen at 519-731-2664 or send her an email at torontoroseoftralee at hotmail.com The Easter breakfast centenary commemoration of 1916 Rising Easter Sunday is happening tomorrow 11am and it'll run till 4pm at the Sheraton Centre Hotel 123 Queen Street West in Toronto. The speaker will be Danny Morrison, former Sinn Féin publicity director of, and the music there will be by Fresh Era. Adults are $25, children are $15 and you can give them a call at 416-402-3729. The Irish community of Durham uh, is also uh, commemorating the 1916 Rising on April the 2nd from 2 to 6pm at St. Francis Centre and that's at 78 Church Street South and that's just below Highway 2 in the Pickering Village, uh, Ajax. The cost is $20 per adult, $10 for children, 12 to 18. And the uh, the play that they're putting on is uh, PG, so children 12 plus only. There'll be refreshments and Irish entertainment, music, dancing and displays along with some special guests. St. Pat's GEA's first major night of the year is happening on April the 2nd at Quinn's Stakeout. Steakhouse. It's a, the quiz and mega raffle and promises to be another great night with prizes worth over $1,000 ranging from a framed and signed Rory McElroy flag from the 2014 Open to a weekend away and loads of food and beverage vouchers from lots of the great Irish bars across the city. They'll have uh, brand new county jerseys to give away as well. The quiz kicks off at 8pm so they recommend that you get your team of four in and arrive at 730 and uh, you can test your general knowledge and have a bit of crack as well. Mention off the top that there will be a mass for Peggy Delaney's memory to be held on the 6th anniversary of her passing at St. Basil's Church off Bay Street between Bloor and Wellesley, and that's going to take place on Tuesday, April the 5th at 12.10pm. And the next Cayley is April the 9th at 3591 Dundas Street West, and that's in the Dundas and Jane area. Everybody's welcome. $15 is the price of your admission. There'll be live music, and Barry's uh, tea will be served, and lots of baked treats. You can give Geraldine a call at 416-573-1205, or Mary a call at 905-330-7972. The Mayo Association's annual county dinner dance is happening on April the 23rd at 7.30pm. Tickets are only $65. It's all taking place at the Traport Banquet Hall at 1075 The Queensway. And it's on honouring Bridie Boyd, Ina Ryan and our pal Kitty Freely. So congratulations to those ladies. The 1916 Rising Centenary Commemorative Dinner is also happening on April the 23rd at 7pm at the Sheraton Centre Hotel on Queen Street West in Toronto. There'll be a speaker from Ireland. The music will be from Evans and Doherty from Halifax. Jimmy Carton from Toronto. Tickets are $75. And for more information, give them a call at 416-402-3729 and you can get all that information folks from us and from our website email addresses and websites and phone numbers at saturdayirishradio.com and just a little bit of an addition here the uh, that Mayo um, dinner dance um, Paul Noonan is, is doing the music and if you want tickets for that contact Kathleen at uh, 416-748-9227 or you can call Valerie Rowland at 416 416- Six five five nine three five two. There you go, honouring a few uh, a few stalwarts. 
Very stalwart. good. And hey, uh, we got some great news we this week. Yeah, it Believe it or not, folks, yeah. we're, we're going to be broadcast now in the West. In the West, in Calgary. Yeah. And um, the radio station informed us that um, they would like to uh, replay our Saturday uh, radio show every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. That would be Mountain Standard Time out in Calgary, local time in Calgary. And that will start on April the 3rd, 2016. So uh, that's next week, Kenny. What's the I dial on that now, that FM station? Do you 94. know 94.7. 94.7. So FM. if you ever miss our show and you don't get it on a podcast yeah. and you don't download it from our website, yeah. you can tune in on Sunday tune mornings in. now. So it'll be like from 12 to 1. 12 to uh, 1. Our time if you wanted to listen in. Lovely. Tune in radio or something oh, like that. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so that's great news. And uh, I've already reached out to a couple of the uh, the local associations there. I got a lovely note back from a fella from, uh, from one of the Gaelic football clubs in Calgary and he's absolutely thrilled. And um, getting lots of uh, getting lots of good accolades from all the ca- they're looking forward to it. They're looking he forward they're to it. They're starred of starred of radio entertainment. And there you go. And yeah. We're actually and going to provide it. And they're still <laughs> going to be starred. <laughs> exactly. They have no idea what they're in for. But hopefully, over the coming weeks, now we'll have a few people oh, on from Calgary, right, maybe. Lorene Regan out there, the Chamber of Commerce. Perfect. We got a nice note yeah. from uh, Lorene too. So they're sending it out all to all their members. So if you have friends out in Calgary, mm-hmm. wet, you yeah. can let them know now that they can get the show out there. Absolutely. And uh, I think, you know, 1916 celebrations and mm-hmm. commemorations aren't the only things going on in Dublin today. There's a big tilt at Croke Park now. People mm. battling the crowds. Oh, Dublin, yeah. unbeaten this year, taking on Donegal. Donegal have lost a couple of times now. They've lost a little bit of ground, but there should be a good tilt there at Croke Park. And of course, tomorrow, um, a lot of things will be decided tomorrow. A um, a, a uh, Monaghan, uh, a Roscommon win over Mayo, coupled with a Monaghan victory over Kerry, would mean that Mayo would be relegated to Division Two. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Playing possibly Leash next year. Big clash in Connacht there tomorrow. <laughs> All right, we'll play uh, another. Maybe get squeeze two more tracks in here. This is the ballad of Michael Collins from a fellow called Brendan O'Reilly. <laughs> An old man whispered in my ear T'was the saddest thing he knew When Ireland's proudest son was shot At the age of thirty-two He held my hand, his eyes held tears And my eyes filled up too With a powerful emotion For a man I never knew Michael Collins, dear son You touched the nation's soul Ten thousand pounds upon your head You still achieved your goal T'was not behind the barricades You fought the wanton fight Crowded banquet hall, the old man meek and mild, a simple man from off the land with the blue eyes of a child, brought a memory that an Irish gun shut down the rebel sun, 
And Ireland lost her laughing boy Before his work was done Michael Collins, fearless son You touched the nation's soul Ten thousand pounds upon your head You still achieved your goal You knew the orange and the green Would keep us yet apart But the dream of Ireland one and free Was the dream that filled your heart Lovely stuff. Well, we're trying to squeeze in a, maybe one more track uh, before we go, but that was the ballad yeah. of Michael Collins. And uh, you had something now from uh, yeah. some entertainment down yeah, at the Queen's. Yeah, Joe Reynolds just uh, got the word in this morning. Uh, don't forget, uh, he's got Michael Darcy is playing down there at 9 o'clock tonight. So go down there to the Irish Embassy and support the local uh, the local lads down there. Be fierce crack going on down there tonight. Good stuff. Want to thank Paul Quinn for calling in yeah. and uh, Michael Enright and Fantastic. Susan Mahoney for setting it up as a producer and Wonderful. both Susan and Michael, of course, uh, we forgot to mention this, but they do have Irish heritage. Back to the famine days. So, good stuff. And Thanks McElroy again for McElroy is that. two up with two three up. to play. Deadly. He Listen. has them on the ropes. Here, how could we not play this one? <laughs> it's uh, Porrick Pierce and uh, it's the Wolf Tones and listen lads uh, happy Easter happy to Easter. all our listeners out there and uh, let's celebrate our 100 years of independence Slán When Ireland's a nation united and free At Easter morn we face the nation from the steps of the GPO And read aloud a proclamation seed of a nation but the soul Soon the word had spread to London of an insurrection there at hand And the deeds of Patrick Pierce was said about to free his land The poets and the Irish rebels, the Gaelic scholar and the visionary We gave to them no fitting tributes for Ireland's peace only that can be When Ireland's a nation united and free Rebels, the Gaelic scholar and the visionary We gave to them no fitting tributes For Ireland's peace only that can be But Ireland's a nation united and free For five long days the battle rages Five long nights the battle war We watched as Dublin city blazes See your men fall through the floor Ireland's proud of her efforts for her cause We fought with pride, save our lives, save our city Make her peace with fierce cry The poets and the Irish rebels, the Gaelic scholar and the visionary Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m.